You're listening to the Bread of Life podcast, featuring my latest teachings from the Word of God. The Word is truth and life to those who find Him, and Jesus is ready to be found. The truth shall set you free. You know, Psalms 145 says that he is near to those who call on him and to those who call on him in truth. (laughs) The Lord could not be any nearer to those who truly seek him and seek him in truth. Amen. You see, the Bible says that the Israelites cried unto the Lord by reason of their taskmasters, by reason of those who oppressed them and those who gave them burdensome tasks too difficult to carry out. The Bible says that they were under oppression and in slavery and they could not see a way out. And so they cried unto the Lord. Help. Blessed is he who hopes and waits upon the Lord for their salvation. Amen. And this is so, the Israelites, their hope was in the Lord. And because of this cry, the Bible says that the Lord will come down and deliver them from their oppressors and overthrow Pharaoh and his army. You see, what I'm trying to show you here is that we're not so different to what took place there with the Israelites. For we too had taskmasters and some of us even now, we still are living under a taskmaster. And that taskmaster is the law. The law was our taskmaster that exposed our sin and sin in itself too became our master. But the good news that we have today is that Jesus overthrew our taskmaster. Amen. Now I use the word overthrow because I take this from Psalms 136 and verse 15. It says that the Lord overthrew Pharaoh and his host in the Red Sea, for his mercy endureth forever. Now I've come to understand that the word overthrow means to remove forcibly from power. In a nutshell, it means to remove from power power. Now the law and its association with sin was overthrown by the power of Jesus. Amen. It was overthrown from what took place on that cross in Calvary. The death of Jesus overthrew the power of of the law, the power of our taskmasters. And now we are no longer slaves to it. For the death of Jesus had put the death to sin and the risen Christ means now we are set free. And why is this? Because his mercy endures forever. Because of his great love for us, we have not been consumed by the power of our taskmasters. This, my friend, is good news. 
The Israelites were stricken with grief, affliction, and oppression. But when they cried unto the Lord, his great love came down, delivered them, and set them free. It is the love of Jesus why we have this great escape. It is why we have been set free. In fact, the Bible says that God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son to save those who are lost. And this is no different today. Friend, this is no different today. Maybe you are in a place of grief, affliction, oppression. Maybe you're in a place of burden and a heavy weight is upon you. I can tell you now that if you call upon the Lord in truth, he too himself will deliver you and set you free. In fact, the work of the cross means today that we only are to believe and confess our sins to him, believe that he is Lord and Savior, and he will set us free. If we come to him in truth, he will do it. You see, the law was our taskmaster, and the truth of the matter is, is that we could not fulfill it. We just could not fulfill it. And so, as the Bible says, the Lord came down himself, Jesus came down himself and delivered us from this task. The Bible says there that the Lord our God has fulfilled now the law. He has taken our burden from us and fulfilled the law, that which we could not do in all of our strength. We could not do it. But the Lord is merciful. The Lord is great. And he has fulfilled it. Because of his great love towards us, we are not consumed. His compassions fail not. Amen. Now, because of the work of our Lord, and because he had conquered death, and because he had conquered all, he is Lord. And he has reinstated us back to our original plan, which makes us masters over our desire to sin, which makes us masters and in control of it. I want to show you something here. I want to show you something here in Genesis. Genesis 4, and I'll start from verse 5. And the Bible says, But unto Cain and to his offering, he had not respect. And Cain was very wroth and his countenance fell. You see, just to give a bit of background here, Cain had a brother called Abel and they both gave an offering unto the Lord. Abel's offering was pleasing to the Lord that it was the firstlings of his flock and he gave that which had the fat thereof. But Cain's offering was not so pleasing unto the Lord. And it goes on to say in verse 6 that the Lord said unto Cain, Why art thou wroth? And why is thou countenance fallen? If thou dost well, thou shalt not be accepted. And if thou dost not well, sin lieth at the door. And unto thee shall be his desire, 
and thou shalt rule over him. I want to draw your attention here to realize that we are meant to be masters and in control of our desires. The flesh is not meant to rule us, but we are meant to rule the flesh. By the Spirit of God, this is possible for us to be able to rule our flesh. By the Spirit of God, it makes it possible for us to be led by the Spirit and not the flesh. You see, the Bible states here in verse 7 of Genesis 4, that if Cain is not able to sort out his inner thoughts, his inner desires, then sin life at the door and it shall rule over him. However, if Cain is able to do well and sort out his attitude, so to speak, then he will master it than for it to master him. He will be able to rule over it rather than it rule over him. You see, the Bible often talks about us having self-discipline and being in self-control. Now, that's perhaps is a, a message for another episode, but it's very critical that we are in control of our desires and our feelings, because if not, Sin lieth at the door. Now, to master something is to gain control over something. Now, Jesus wants to be our Lord. He wants to be our master. But we cannot serve two masters. Jesus wants to be the one in control. He wants to be the one who is able to lead us and guide us in this path and to lead us into righteousness, to lead us into the Father. But we cannot serve two masters. We cannot live a life that opposes him and serve him at the same time. We cannot live a life which is ruled by the flesh and then expect to reap the benefits of one who is led by the Spirit. We cannot serve two masters. We can only serve one. In fact, the Bible says we will only be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot expect to live a life that displeases God and at the same time want him to be Lord of your life. You cannot serve two masters. And the greatest thing about this is that when Jesus comes into one's heart, he separates us. He makes us desire the things of God that are lost and our desires for things outside God, they just fade away. And we become more and more like him as we grow more and more in him. You see, there's no work on our behalf because the work of Jesus is finished. He has done it. All we have to do is come under his rest, receive him and make him Lord. And make him the only Lord, the only one who has the affections of our heart. The only one who has the contemplations of our mind to make him Lord. 
I want to show you something here. I want to show you something here in John 8, and I'll, uh, I'll start from verse 32. It says that you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. The truth shall set you free. Amen. It's in the knowing of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that sets us free. Because it says there in 2 Peter that we have escaped the corruption of this world by the knowing of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we are no longer entangled in it, but we are overcomers. The truth of Jesus sets us free. The truth in the knowledge of God, the knowledge of Jesus, the revelation of him sets us free. When we come into the revelation of who he is and what he has done, and when we confess our sins to receive him as Lord and Savior, he sets us free from the corruption of this world and from every bondage and slavery. Amen? Now, the scripture goes on in verse 33. It says that they answered him and said, we are Abraham's descendants and have never been in bondage to anyone. How can you say we will be made free? And Jesus answered them and said, most assuredly, I say to you, Whosoever commits sin is a slave of sin. And a slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. And therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. You see, whosoever commits sin is a slave to that sin, is a slave of sin. But we have not been called to be slaves of sin. We have been called to be masters over that which causes us to sin. We are called to rule over it than for it to rule over us, as we saw in Genesis. We are called to be masters in this area and to be led by the Spirit to overcome the desires of the flesh. Amen. However, we can only do this through the Spirit of God. We cannot do this on our own strength. You see, Moses tried to rescue the people in his own strength when he killed that Egyptian man. But it did not work. We cannot do it in our own strength. It has to be by the wisdom of God and the power of God. And Jesus is the wisdom of God. And so we are set free by Jesus himself and by Jesus alone. Who the Son sets free is free indeed. Jesus is the truth and the only way. And who Jesus sets free is free indeed. Those who come to the knowledge of this truth, they are set free. And one of the astonishing things also about this verse is that we are not only set free, but we get to then live in the house forever with our Father. We get to abide forever with our Father. This, this is good news. 
But this can only come from the son who is the son of the house. The son who sets us free, grants us this entry to abide in the house forever. You see, the law could not do this. It only worked up to a certain point. It couldn't do this. And, and the priests before us, you know, they burnt so much, burnt offerings. But it only worked to a certain point. And this is why I'm in love when it says that who the sun sets free. We are free indeed. You see, I believe that Jesus brought us out so he could bring us in. Brought us out of slavery, out of the burdensome of slavery and our oppressors, to bring us in to the family of God. Amen. You see, this truth is found in the Word of God. And the Word of God is that which cleanses our ways and cleanses us from our sins and our trespasses. If you was to make the Word of God your daily bread, He will bring about a washing away of that which does not please Him and that which is not of Him. It will all begin to fade away. And the likeness of Christ will begin to abound more and more. And I believe what's crucial in doing this is also is hiding the word of God in your heart. David said, I hide his word so I do not sin against him. I believe that we ought to store up the word of God to the point that in the times of need of his word, it will then spring up into us like a fountain and we will then hear his word, hear his voice over the voice of our own desires and over the voice of the enemy. His voice will become the clearer voice. Amen. Jesus is our great escape. Our great escape. You see, the good news is that Jesus is mighty to save. And not only that, he is ready to forgive. And he is ready to save. And maybe you are living a life which is a lie. A lie to the word of God. A living a life which opposes the word of God. Maybe you're wondering why is it that the favor of God is not upon your life, upon the areas of your life? Why is it you cannot see his glory in your life? Could it be that you have made sin your master and you have become a slave of it and you cannot get out? But just like the Israelites, they cried unto the Lord by reason of their taskmasters. And he, seeing their affliction and their grief, came down and delivered them. Our hope is in the Lord Jesus Christ. And those who hope in him, surely they shall be delivered. And I come to tell you today that you too can be delivered if you put your trust and hope in our Lord 
if you confess him as Lord and Savior and renounce your sins and your wrongs, he will, by the word of God, receive you so that you too can abide in the house forever. If this is you, I want you to say this quick prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, you is the way and the truth. And it is only by you I can be set free. Set free of past and present wrongs. I confess to you now every wrongdoing, known and unknown. I ask you, Lord, to forgive me. I give on to you my life and I make you Lord and Savior of my life. I believe in you and I believe in the works of the cross. I believe you came, died and rose again for the purpose of setting me free and reuniting me with the Father. I ask you to come into my heart and be Lord of all. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Bread of Life podcast. Visit our website, nomoreblind.com for more information regarding this podcast and many others. Share this message with your friends and family and help us spread the word of God which restores our soul. Until next time, remember, the grass may wither and the flower may fade, but the word of God will never change.